Ready? Absolutely. Here we go. You're listening to Learning Transforms from the Faculty of Education at the University of Victoria. I'm Ted Rekin. And I'm Courtney Baldwin. And we're coming to you from the unceded territories of the Lekwungen-speaking people and the Wasanish people. Welcome, Welcome to, to the show. show. So, Ted, what are we talking about today? Well, today, Courtney, we're talking with Carson Sage, who is the founder of the Victoria chapter of a program called Cycling Without Age. And Carson is a, a two-times graduate here of UVic. He did an undergraduate degree in the Recreation and Health Education program in the Faculty of Education and has just finished his master's degree in kinesiology. Carson, what is Cycling Without Age? Tell us about the program. So pretty much Cycling Without Age is about uh, getting out into nature and getting some fresh air. And so it's seniors going out uh, for a bike ride with a volunteer who pedals our specially designed bike that's come from uh, Denmark. And... How many seniors? How many bikes? How long are the bike rides? What are what? Yeah, so we have uh, sort of we have three bikes in Victoria right now. Uh, one being at a community center in Cook Street Village. Um, that's for community dwelling folks. And then we have two um, through Broadmead Care Society. Uh, so uh, for the residents that are living uh, in long-term care uh, complex care homes. Uh, and so bike rides generally consist of about an hour. Um, potentially about five kilometers or so. And it's really about getting out. Half an hour might be just simply uh, riding uh, and taking in the sights. And then another half an hour might be stopping at ice cream, uh, might be people watching downtown, uh, might be literally stopping and smelling the flowers. Mm. Okay. It's interesting because I would not necessarily put seniors and bicycle and cycling together you know what i mean just because i i'm not a huge cycling fan um and i think that sometimes you know i have i have grandparents who i love to death but i couldn't there's no way i could get them on a bike so what what made what was the impetus for this project what what made you connect that and decide to move forward with it well, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, during my master's, I was struggling with my, my uh, project uh, topic, um, wasn't really in love with what I was doing, uh, and uh, I was watching some TED Talks and fell in love with the idea, um, as the idea originated in 2012 in, in Denmark, mm. uh, and the man there uh, who founded Cycling Without Age, the international organization, he uh, saw that uh, the seniors that he was interacting with uh, weren't getting out on bikes, and they've always done that their entire lives. And so uh, mm-hmm. he rented a um, a rickshaw type bike, and uh, and took them out, and it was uh, that was sort of it started it all. And so when I when I heard his story on the TED talk, um, I just fell in love. And uh, I was already working um, in a, the recreation department uh, in a in a care home, and I and I sort of connected my um, my love of cycling. Um, and my love of the residents there, and said, well, hey, they'd probably benefit to get outside. And and was this kind of the basis for your master's project then? This yes, became it was, your... yeah. So I created a program plan uh, on how do you start your own chapter um, in your own community, because it's really uh, all volunteer run. So there's um, about 2,000 bikes around the world in 42 countries, um, and so that's a significant growth since uh, 2012 with the, the first uh, ride happening. So... Um, yeah, so it was, uh, I've created the materials and, um, and sort of really, uh, everything that you need to, to know about how to create your own chapter. I've, I've written it down so that I can help others who are in, um, other communities in BC or around the world to, to use that, uh, file and, and, uh, and figure out their own chapter. And so now we're, 
where I, I've been consulting with uh, groups uh, all around BC and Canada to help them along. Um, so since we started uh, three years ago, uh, we were the first one to have a bike in, in BC. And now there's uh, several chapters uh, around BC, Invermere, um, Penticton, um, uh, Vernon, uh, Vancouver is going to be getting theirs pretty soon. Uh, Sydney, Chilliwack, they've all, all started. And what's the feedback that you're getting? What's, how are people responding to this? Oh, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Um, many of the residents uh, in long-term care don't get out outside that often. Uh, it's usually a, like a really one-on-one situation. Uh, staff have to be able to uh, help them and supervise them to get out. We've, we've really encouraged volunteers to join us and that uh, having a whole army of volunteers to be able to take residents out on the bike uh, has really allowed more time to be outside. So the residents are um, just loving uh, getting to know the volunteers and sharing their stories. Uh, it's a great opportunity to do that. Uh, they get to go to the neighborhood that uh, you know they've lived in their, their entire lives and get to go see what's going on and get to see uh, what's happening in the city with new development and, and uh, different special events. Uh, they simply get to enjoy an ice cream in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then the staff at the care homes have also said that uh, the residents are coming back a lot more optimistic. They're coming back and, and excited to go back out again. There, you know, it's something to look forward to next week. Uh, they're being able to share uh, all their experiences. So it's something to talk about, right? Um, and, and really just simply, uh, you know, that fresh air for all of us. I think we all know that, that, uh, you know, you, you get to have a better sleep. You know, you're hungry at the end of the day. That mm. you're, you're, uh, and so all of that really, really helps uh, improve the quality of life of people living in in long term care. And what kind of people are the people who do the volunteers? Like, you sound like you have a lot of people who are volunteering. Like, what, what is? Tell me a little bit about them. Wow, they're they're a diverse bunch, really. Uh, a lot of them we've recruited uh, uh, through Bike to Work Week. Uh, and, uh, and they're, it's a diverse group of people. Uh, we've got a 78 year old man who's been doing marathons his entire life and is extremely fit. And he's taking people out that are even younger than him that are living in (laughs) care. Uh, we've got, uh, um, university students, uh, that are, uh, wanting to, to spend some time with grandparents or, or, uh, pseudo grandparents, I guess, Mm. Uh, cause their grandparents maybe are, you know, back East or something like that. Um, yeah, there, we've got re- retirees that are wanting to sink their teeth into, um, uh, something new and, uh, and they're combining something that they already love cycling, uh, with, with, um, with benefiting somebody else's, um, life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they found great meaning in what they're doing. Uh, and we've had the same volunteers over the past three years. They've, they've stuck around. So it's pretty exciting and it, and it's really neat for me as a volunteer coordinator for Broadmead Care in the end. Uh, it's really neat for me to be able to see that um, volunteers are coming to be a part of this program uh, and they never would have thought to volunteer with seniors before. Mm-hmm. All 25 volunteers that we have uh, have never had experience in long-term care. Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're inviting a whole new community into the community of, of a long-term care home. It's interesting to think about how this is a kind of a coming together of 
people, the volunteers, as you were just talking about, uh, nature, getting outdoors into getting the wind in your hair and the fresh air and, and all of the effects, and the technology itself, like those bicycles are the sort of the, the linchpin. If you didn't have those bikes, the program couldn't exist. So Yeah, the, the and the bike has uh, gone through a lot of prototypes since 2012 when it started. And uh, and we've really come together uh, and and created this yeah spectacular machine. So we've got um, two seats in the front, so you can have uh, two seniors, or it could be a senior and a companion, of, uh, like a volunteer or a family member. Um, it could also we've had uh, pet therapy dogs uh, alongside the the senior as well, and then the volunteer pedals. And there's an electric assist motor on it, so that helps offset the weight, obviously, with three people mm-hmm. in a in a pretty big bike. And the bike's been designed so that the uh, passengers are in the front, whereas uh, a standard uh, pedicab-type bike, the passenger's in the back. So that allows them to really take in the full experience in the front. Uh, And then also uh, the the setup allows for the volunteer who's pedaling to truly have a conversation with the passengers. Ah. Um, uh, there's a there's a good example in your video, and we'll put a link to that at the in the show notes. But um, I've seen similar bikes in Denmark. You said that's where they were built, and that of course is kind of the the mecca for cyclists is uh, Denmark and, and Copenhagen. And you'd see entire families, parents with three or four children in a in a bicycle, you know, going to work on the bike lanes there. But it um, is there a favorite route? Is there do you have sort of the best place? that people always want to go or uh, is it just random when your volunteers arrive and definitely james bay is a, a great location uh, mm-hmm. for our rides uh, there's so much to look at right the the heritage homes uh going to dallas road and and taking a look at the ocean and getting all that uh, all the wind in your hair um definitely uh the residents absolutely love going to beacon hill park um you know there might be some ducks to feed uh, going up to the the, the lookout um, to take a look at the strait, um, yeah. Just uh, we've also stopped at the petting zoo, mm-hmm. which is which is really awesome too. And you know, hearing the stories from the the seniors uh, talking about how they used to have a chicken coop in their backyard and and you know, just the amazing stories that they used to slaughter the chicken and everything like that. And it's just wow, like you know, that's not part of our daily lives. So it's really great to share in that those experiences too. Mm-hmm. So you had the, the really good fortune to find uh, an idea that was you were passionate about. You said you were inspired by a TED Talk, and it, it fit well with uh, where you were working and the work you, you do in, this, in the center. Do you have any advice for other students as to how they can fall into this same sort of um, taking their great idea and building it into a master's thesis or building a, their yeah. study around it? I think it really comes down to volunteerism. Uh, in my undergrad, I started volunteering with Spokes, which is a program on campus for uh, loaning out uh, refurbished bicycles. So volunteers uh, fix them up and loan them to students. And uh, that really is where I developed my love for cycling um, and then living in Victoria. Uh, so I just commute my bike everywhere. And so so that sort of started things off. Um, and then... Um, and then, yeah, volunteering. I've been volunteering with seniors for quite some time as well. So I had a little bits and pieces there. And, and my work, uh, I've worked with children um, as well as children with disabilities. And so it just sort of all those experiences uh, really added up to, you know, 
I found where my passion was, and it's working uh, with people with diverse abilities, uh, really no matter what age, and uh, and then having fun with it, and that's where cycling comes in. So, um, yeah, just, I, I definitely recommend uh, for people to just go and, and volunteer, and, uh, you know, if that's something that you find that you love, that's great, you know, or worst case scenario, you just go find something else to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just, find you know, a little bit of... Um, you know, a buffet of volunteering, I guess. Yeah, I think that's something that I didn't necessarily realize when I started graduate school is that, you know, you have, ideally, you want to find something you're really passionate about and figure out a way to make it fit in to what you're doing within academia. And that can actually help um, both, it sounds like for you, Carson, and for me, it helped to expand a, an idea that we had in a lot of ways and really get it up and running right in a in a very solid foundation and it sounds like your project and your master's and what you're doing is actually helping other people to set up other chapters and so not only is it this knowledge that we keep generating within academia but it has application right away right outside of academia and how has some of the feedback been about because i'm understanding you shared some of that information with other people is that correct and how's that feedback been because you did did you have something like that when you started this no not at all yeah so how was that for you uh well uh yeah it was it was great to be able to share uh, my experiences uh, as well as everything that I've learned through my work experiences within my undergrad, I had a lot of co-op um, work terms that I uh, that I did. So I had those uh, that skill set with program planning um, and creating something from scratch, uh, and then to be able to share that with other people is really rewarding, and it's allowed them to um, get through some of the the speed bumps, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that we've experienced in Victoria, uh, and to just coast through those and uh, and get to. Uh, what we really want to do is going out on the bike, right? And not having to worry so much about the fundraising aspects and uh, and all the little details of scheduling and stuff. And if just sharing those and, and working together on that um, has allowed us to go out for bike rides a lot quicker. Um, do you want to talk about the speed bumps or are those behind you now and you just want to move forward? Well, there's always going to be speed bumps uh, when when there's funding <laughs> that's uh, limited, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but I think um, really it's about working together on on uh, on you know our volunteers are really great in in attending uh, fundraisers and getting the word out, um, you know taking great pictures to be able to share on social media and things like that. That um, it's really just a building about awareness, and I know that you know yeah it's not going to be a, a perfect uh nonprofit uh, within you know a few years it's going to you know it's going to take time mm-hmm. um, but we're going to get there so Carson what are your hopes for this project in Victoria like the Victoria chapter or in general like where where are your dreams taking you with this well I guess uh to start with Victoria I really hope that we can have a, a bike in every care home uh in every community center uh we'll see how that can how we can grow with that. Um, the bikes are not cheap. They're, mm-hmm. they're $13,000 each. Um, so there's a lot of fundraising involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's there's potential. Uh, uh, I like to look at um, the Scotland model right now. They were as small as us. They only had one bike. Uh, they had a viral video that came out through the BBC. And the Scottish government, the federal government, uh, uh, fell in love with the idea and uh, within a few months, they put federal funding towards the program and wow. it rolling it ac- across the country. So um, there's huge potential. Denmark is funded um, by municipalities. So um, they have 
a ton of bikes there, just countless bikes. Um, but it's uh, that's a whole different model. So we'll see what it could do. But I really hope that there would be some uh, government funding that that comes uh, comes our way. And and we're gonna have an aging population, and that's uh, that's that's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking to that quality of life and happiness and joy that uh, that we can bring to the people who are aging and experiencing different um, different disabilities and things. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans to tie any of these ideas to future study? This was born out of your passion and your academic interests. Are you going to do this at a PhD level or another advanced degree? Well, at this point, I'm enjoying working and also volunteering and and, uh, growing the program and just simply going out for rides uh, myself. But um, for further education, I I think it's definitely, um, definitely down the road. Uh, I'd love to uh, see uh, how we can measure the happiness that this program creates um, and the benefits uh, for for uh, the long-term care residents. Um, as we we generally focus um, for most long-term care facilities, it's it's about the clinical care outcomes. You know, uh, what's the medication? Uh, and you know bed sores and all that kind of stuff, um, and we don't focus on the more positive things. So how how can we measure that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would really um, change uh, you know our future for an aging population. And has anybody done anything in relation, for example, like you did your your master's um, your master's thesis or project project? You did your master's project on this. Um, has anybody else taken cycling without age into academia in that? in that sense that you know of uh there's a few uh thesis projects that need to be translated from uh spanish uh and and uh uh, danish but uh um yeah i haven't been able to see too many out there yeah Uh, it's it's really the the programs the the fundamental program is really uh based on just volunteers sort of the lay person if you could say that uh, just going out and and wanting to do it right yeah and uh, and a lot of uh, goodwill it's not really necessarily based in um, experts or mm-hmm. academia or anything like that. It's just let's just go out and have some good rides. So there's there's huge potential. And, mm-hmm. and what are we uh, if we can measure it? Uh, there's uh, there's 2000 bikes across the world. Well, that would be a, an amazing uh, research project. It sure would. Yeah. So if there are listeners who are interested in either helping with a contribution or wanting to volunteer as people moving the bikes, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? How, uh, how the best can they help? way? Yeah, it's uh, cyclingwithoutage.ca slash Victoria is our website uh, and our email is on there, which is cyclingwithoutagevictoria at gmail.com. That's the best way. And there's a few different options since we're uh, associated with Broadmead Care. Uh, there's ways to donate through there as well as uh, Cook Street Village Activity Center. Um, we don't have charity status or anything yet, uh, but uh, so we have uh, some of those connections with existing agencies. Mm-hmm. Which is super helpful, yeah. right? To be, able to, to be able to network and connect with other agencies who have the same goal, right? Which is fantastic. And do your volunteers, for someone, you know, are, are you... Is it only a volunteer thing if you are a mad cyclist and you are down for that? Is there other ways that people can volunteer or, or what is your what does that look like? We're still developing more opportunities for uh, for volunteering in different ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely that we we call them pilots uh, who who pedal the bike. 
Um, so that's where most people are wanting to, to spend their time uh, mm-hmm. because that's the fun part. Um, but there's also opportunities to, to help us out making those connections, you know, simply, oh, I know somebody that owns a coffee shop and they'd be willing to, to donate some coffees once a week so that we could go and ride over there. So mm-hmm. those types of in-kind things are really awesome in those connections. Um, or, uh, you know, the Tour de Victoria has been uh, fantastic for us. They've, they've um, offered us free entry into the the tour the race that happens every august um you know it could cost us hundreds of dollars to be a part of it but it's uh we we get to go and we've done 45 kilometers with a 90 year old man uh from sydney down to the ledge and uh and then had beers afterwards so those types of experiences are awesome and it's uh making those networking kind of connections and uh, those community connections are are uh make our lives easier and, and also offer uh, amazing opportunities for activities for the, the, the people that we take out. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's uh, amazing. I mean, it's such a such a wonderful confluence of your passion and the scholarship and uh, community need. And uh, you're in the right place at the right time for, for this to uh, to take root. So Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, and yeah. congratulations for you as well, for because it's a lot of hard work that goes into something like this, right? And to be able to get a project like this off the ground, and there are a lot of speed bumps um, that you would think and that you don't even think see coming, and then they're there and you have to deal with them. So it sounds like, um, you know, you were really successful at moving past a lot of those. So congratulations. Thank you. And it really, yeah, it comes down to that, you know, uh, I found what I, what I really wanted to do, and I'm benefiting others. And in the end, it actually is so rewarding for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I can't wait to see what what happens here for uh, for Victoria itself for cycling with that age, as well as BC and and Canada in general. Um, I think it's going to grow and catch on, and and we're going to have uh, a whole new way of um, aging adventurously, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a wonderful way to put it. Yeah. Well, Carson, thank you so much for coming and uh, sharing your ideas with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing cycling without age. Uh, grow uh, over time and uh, be here for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks. Great. Learning Transforms is brought to you by the Faculty of Education and the Association of Graduate Education Students. Learning Transforms is produced by Julie Remy. Sound design is by Xavier Arujo. Special thanks to Carson Sage. I'm Ted Rican. And I'm Courtney Baldwin. Thanks for listening. <laughs>